Just to talk a little bit on the power share, a little bit to the Indian of Purim, and to bring out really something which is more Yusoidistic, there's a, the mitzvah in this week's Pausha, Pausha's Tzav, the mitzvah of the Eish on the Mizbech. It's a complicated mitzvah, a lot of lumbers to it. Asay, lois asay, how much they merge, because theoretically, if the asay and the lois asay are the same, and they're just as broad, then it's difficult to understand how they were able to be mezalef ishim, how they were able to be mezalef ishim when they would pour the nesachim on the fire, which the Gemara and Zvachim deals with it, and brings down that there's a concept of enim miskaven. See, even though a little bit of the fire goes out when they pour the liquids on the mizbeach, it's because enim miskaven. It's an obvious question asked by the Chelkis Yoyev and his Kabbatikish Yosa. He says, I understand that the love of Lois Sichbe, not to extinguish the fire, has a heter of any miskab. I understand it. He says, but there's a mitzvah. That mitzvah of Eish Alam is boy. That you can't be mevatel with any miskaven. So if you're extinguishing the fire, even by any miskaven, so you're diverting from the love, but you still have the assay. And there are a lot of different approaches. But amongst them is that the assay maybe is only to have to have fire. Not loisichbe. There should be fire on the mizbech. That's the assay. And therefore, whatever minimal kibui there was, so that little bit of extinguishing that took place was anyway not a bit say, And that's why the Gemara is only dealing with it from the lav standpoint. But this gets repeated in the, in, in Posik Hei, again, this is very difficult. Very difficult to understand why the Torah put such emphasis on it. And I have to say, it's even more complex as we work our way through the Rishonim and specifically the Sefer HaChinuch who gives us the the machshava behind this mitzvah. And he says an interesting thing. He says the mitzvah of putting a fire on the Mizbeach had one purpose. Really, the Mizbeach had a fire that came down from Shemayim. But he says that the Rabbanishim wants Lahastir Asanes to somehow camouflage hide the miracle. And that's this mitzvah of Eish Tomid Tukadalamizbeh, this extra mitzvah of putting a fire on the Mizbeh is this mitzvah.
And the obvious kasha is that all over we know that Pirsume Nisa is one of the most fundamental elements we have in Allah. In fact, it doesn't match with the other Gedorim that we use in Allah. So for example, a mitzvah, you only have to give out to Chaymish Nachos. A person only has to give up the fifth of their money for a mitzvah. It's complicated in Aloha how exactly we come to that calculation and how we calculate. Somebody has a fixed income. Very well, the halacha may be different. But at the raw, the raw meaning of the chazal is that a person doesn't have to spend more than a fifth of their money. So if a person has $100 in the bank, they only have to spend maximum $20 on the Esrik Valulav or on Matzah. And any mitzvah say, that's what comes out from Chazal. Now again, calculations can change. And there are mitzvahs where maybe the halach is going to be different. But, conceptually, that's the halach. And by, by Pilsuminise, Chazal go all out. Shoyel, Mechaksusa, person has to celebrate his garments. Mamish, a prutahachron, to make sure you can makayim this mitzvah. And what is Prisuminisa? What's the what's the heart of the mitzvah of Prisuminisa? Is to publicize the miracle. And it's held on such a high level by Chazal with such importance that you have to go all out more than you would go by a mitzvah Sayyidah Raiz. In fact, there's even a question that it's Doicha Mitzvah Raiz. For that the Rishonim most of the Rishonim are of the opinion you can't push off in, actu- in, in, in actuality. You can't push off a mitzvah that I mean, the Gemara seems to say you do. Right? But the Rishonim have explanations not for now to go into that maybe we're talking about Kiddush Kiddush Alayayin, which is only the Rabbonon. You can make Kiddush Alapas. You could do this. Other Eitzes. Right? So the Kiddush that the Gemara is dealing with is not the Kiddush that I there is that position taken by many of the Rishonim. So, here we have this mitzvah in this week's parasha. To hide a miracle? How do you hide a miracle? And that's the mitzvah. And it's, and it's a mitzvah and the Torah repeats it again. It's, it's an important it's a mitzvah chashuvah. I think to double down on this kasha is that when we go to Parsha Shmini, Le'ene Kolohom, there was this tremendous miracle. And it made a huge impact on Kla Yisrael. So in Parsha Shmini we see that the Rebbeinu Shalom was Megala Disnes to everybody, and it had a tremendous impact. So, what's going on here? How could the Sefer Chinuch say that he's talking to Kolamus The function of this mitzvah is Lahaster Sanes to hide the miracle, and here we see the opposite. We see Rebbeinu Shalom couldn't have done it in a more Gilu Yoifin. 
Hashem did it in the most open way, in the most public way. Gans Klaus all gathering together to witness the ultimate Chinuch Hamishkon and the Shechina coming down to Klaus Yisrael. And over there, then and there, we have this sighting. So how do we how do we understand this? Clearly, there's a, there's a lesson to be had. And there's a tremendous level of Pesuminisa on the one hand. And at the same time, there's a daily mitzvah. And if the Abish wouldn't have made it so public, we wouldn't have needed this mitzvah. <laughs> but it became public. And in case you forgot about it, you could read it in Pasha Shmini. And Chazal tell us that the fire that came down stayed with Klai Yisrael throughout. This was a nice koli. It stayed with Klai Yisrael. So it's, it's, there's these two elements. There's an element of Pilsuminisa, not only by all mitzvahs, but specifically by this mitzvah. At the same time, there's a mitzvah lahastir asanez. And at the same time, we learn and we absorb both in Torah how this was a tremendous miracle that stayed with us throughout the history of the Mishkoines and the Beta Mikdoshes. So I think Rabbi said there's a tremendous lesson to be had. Tremendous lesson. Something we have to think about. And especially as a post Purim, as Ishu Purim, it's it's, I think it's an important, important machshava. We know that Purim becomes the Yom Tif, which embodies the ultimate Mechiyas HaMolek. When Mechayim's Chiris Mechiyas HaMolek before Purim, there are many Achroinim who have a position that the actual Kriyas Megillah itself is an element of Mechiyas HaMolek. We have then the actual Yom Tev. When Chazal talk about Kosfuni Lederis and how Esther Amalka wanted that this should be Lader Dor and Chazal gleaned from the Torah Akdosha a Moka to have that Megillus Esther should be cemented into history is they use the Psukim by Amalek. So there's a tremendous amount of Mechiyas Amalek. On the other hand, we find big Chidushim in some of the Parshanim, in some of the G'dayli Achreinim, that it's not so simple that Haman himself, the ultimate Amaleki, was actually a Halachic Amaleki. Meaning to say, Chazal tell us, it's Merumah in the Gemara Megillah, it's found in the Yalkut Shemaini, Mefurish, that Mordechai had access to Haman's life way, way before the story of Purim. He could have let him drop dead when they were together and they were working as soldiers, generals. And and Haman was starving to death. And Mordechai had the bread to, to feed him. And he made a condition with Haman that will give him the bread. If Haman contracts himself as an Eved to Mordechai, 
And that's what happened in this much in the Megillah. That's Miramas on this Vacholzain and Ushoivali. I don't own anything as long as I see this Mordechai Yehudi. Because he reflects masterhood over me. Not just that Mordechai didn't bow down to him, it was Bailus. So the Achronim ask if Haman was truly an Amaleki, a full, whole blooded Amaleki, which would be a mitzvah to kill him, according to many, depends on Machlekes Rishonim, with a Melech, without a Melech. But Many would say there's a mitzvah to kill him. How did Mordechai leave him? And go ahead and, and sustain him? And the answer that many give is that he wasn't really a full-blooded Amaleki. Maybe from his mother and not from his father and and all these things. So what I'm trying to say here, it's not even this, it's not even that we call him Homanagogi. It's not necessarily correct that Haman himself fit to full qualifications of Mechiz HaMolek. But yet we know that this Yom Tif, that's what it's about. And why is that? And I think what lies in it, I was telling the Talmudim, when we were learning the Megillah, that there's such an emphasis in the Megillah about Shabbos, that Esther actually used her, her maids to lead up to Shabbos. Each one, she named them. She actually named these maids that they should count up to Shabbos. Shabbos is this, and then we find by Papuke de Rebelezer that Zohar connects to Shabbos, Zohar Sashosachamolek. And the theme that I brought out in the yeshiva was that Amalek stands for Mikra. That everything just happens. There is no Hashgoch Aprati. And that is the essence of Amalek. Amalek does not accept Hashgoch, Klal, to such a degree that even when there was a nice goli like Chiyas Yamsef, where it wasn't a moigul kol yoshvei kenon, eli moyav yechazei merod, right? Still Amalek stood fast to take the ness and to try to make it into Teva. We find in the Medrash Rabbim, Megillus Esther, how Haman tries to dismiss the miraculous historical events that Klai Yisrael experienced. That's what Haman reflected. So whether Haman was a whole-blooded Amaleki or half-blooded Amaleki, he was a full Amaleki as far as his Hashkofa and Shita. And that's really what it was about. And that's what Purim was about. Amalek stands for take the greatest miracle and make it into Teva. Nothing, things just happen. That's a Amalek. What is the ultimate Mechias Amalek? Taking Teva and making it into Ness. Taking what looks to be just a natural occurrence and saying, I see Yad Hashem, like the biggest miracle, I see Yad Hashem. 
That is the ultimate Mechiyas Amalek. Because that is going to the root of what Amalek was and reversing course. We know that the whole Ishtalshals, the whole unraveling of the events of Purim was all B'derech With Hashem's name only mentioned in Remizah. And that is because it's all the Avoida of Purim was to see Hashem where it's not spelled out. That's the Avoida of Purim. That's what it's all about. And that's the beauty of the Ness, and that's the Kriyosos of Yalela. That's the special Halal of Purim, is the Teva, the song of nature, we have to call it. The Halal of Purim, the song of nature, where you see in the nature, you see Ashkochas Hashem. That's the ultimate Avoidah of Purim. Not Chas V'Shalem, to forget about the miracle, it's the opposite. To just see you see so much the miracle that it doesn't have to have the it doesn't have to have the letters nun samach for you to see ness. It doesn't have to have the shame Hashem for you to see Hashem's name. That is what Purim is about. That is Mechias Hamalek. And that's what Shabbos reflects. Turning the weekday into a into a testament of creation. What we do as Yidin, what we do as Klal Yisrael, is we take every day of the week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and instead of it just being a day, it's an edus. It's an edus for Briya Shemayim V'Oretz, for the creation of the world. And that's what Esther Amalka did. While she was stuck in this Amaleki atmosphere, she took her maids the only thing she had that reflected her day in and day out in the palace. And she was She used them like the Ramban, every day of the week. This is Mechiyas Amalek. This is what the Megillah is all about. And that's perhaps why the Torah uses the same phraseology to remember Shabbos and Lahavdal to remember Amalek. Because one one services the other. How do you how do you do Mechizamalik? By being by internalizing the Shabbos message. That's how you ultimately do the true Amalik. Rabbi Say, just like in the nature of the world, everything is Ness. And we require we require Nisim in history as reminders as reminders about the nace that is in every day like the Ramban is Marich in Sefer Shmois that the miracles the, the, really the function of miracles is to create a Purim a Purim state of mind that's the function of the miracles to see in the Teva the song of nature that's the purpose of the miracles. In Ruchnius, we also are Nisim. And the problem is that the Ruchnius Nisim are even in more hiding than the Gashmius Nisim. The Gashmius Nisim you can touch, you can feel. And if you focus, you focus on the on the Moitzi Chamomim Koima, 
If you if you focus on nature, you could you could almost feel the Yad Hashem. In spiritual areas of our life, it's even harder because spirituality is not touchable. The whole spiritual element is something that's non-tangible. And the miracles that go along with that ruchnius is unfortunately forgotten and unknown. But there are huge nisim that Hashem does. And for that reason, the Eish came down in Hashemayim in front of everybody. Everybody was able to see it. Everybody was able to They were inspired. They had fear. They were awakened. And the job that we have every day in the Beis Amigdash is to hide that miracle with the knowledge that it's there. That Aish never left. And we know that. It's not that we're hiding the miracle and now we don't know. What we're doing is we're showing that there's a hidden miracle in our spirituality, the Aish Yodam and Hashemayim. And that's something that lives with us kol yam v'yam. All we have to do is indulge in our ruchnias and our Kodesh Baruch is going to make miracles for us. And the miracles of ruchnias are even greater than the miracles of Gashmias. And you see it every day. You see people that do it, people that indulge tag, people that varvtzuch arayim, that make the, that attempt to sacrifice themselves for Ruchnius, there's unbelievable miracles. And that's why the Torah talks about this bringing the Eish and making the Eish. At the same time, knowing that there's an Eish in Hashemayim, at the same time, coming to the realization that that Nase that's in Hashemayim, that's within us, is always there. They say that the Gerebe is Fasemes told his grandfather, on this posuk, in this week's parasha, and it really fits what we discussed. He asked him this question, why does the Torah repeat itself? And the Sfasemes as a child, could you imagine as a child, told the Zayd of the Chedush he said, the Tukal boy is going on Aaron, on the Koyen, the fire of the Mizbeach, boy, can burn within you. It will never be extinguished. We learned that out from the Eish Tomit Tukadal Mizbeach, which is the Mizbeach, which is Loisichbeh. So there's a parallel. And that has to be our takeaway now from Purim, of course, to remember every day, to see the Yad Hashem in everything we do. And to remember and really focus on the fact that there's huge siyata de shmaya available to us every single moment of every day for our spirituality. And we should all be zeicher to, to both of these levels of ness, of giluness, of yidiyasa ness, 
will be zeichet to the gulish lame of him here of your menu.